0: the building freedom podcast is created by randy stanbury the founder and chief inspirational officer of four level coach randy is a best-selling author with 25 years of real world experience and a load of personal and business development he will be sharing the tools strategies and mindsets to help you overcome the most difficult roadblocks discover how you can transform your life and your business for greater freedom
1: Okay, welcome everybody. It is Randy Stanbury here again with Four Level Coach, and this is the Building Freedom Podcast. Uh, today we have our frequent flyer, Mr. Jim Kalutis, who does uh, commercial painting and industrial flooring. If you haven't heard of uh, one of our episodes with Jim in the past, go back and check those out. Jim is always a great guest and has a ton of amazing gems and insights. So, you know, flip back through the past episodes and you'll find more of of this guy there. So, uh, Jim, welcome again, man. It's
2: good to have you on. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. As always, a pleasure. You know, I think when you and I sit down and talk, it's amazing how we, uh, the things that we come up with. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it,
1: it goes in a lot of interesting directions and uh and i agree it's uh there's a lot of good gems that come out of our conversations so no doubt and hopefully we will do that again uh today and as we record this it's april uh 22nd 2020 so in the thick of covid 19 and all of those challenges uh that we're faced with during this time and of course we'll touch on this we don't want to uh, dwell on it too too much but obviously needs some time and attention and so i'll ask you you know straight out of the gate you know kind of how is a life in jim's world changed as a result and and your business and what are you doing to kind of adjust and shift uh right now to maybe you can help the audience understand what they might might and could be doing differently too
2: sure yeah we're right in the middle of it in the thick of it Um, being in the boston area um you know a lot of construction sites Shut down, and and we're out there working with general contractors, facility managers, and you know we're probably operating at about sixty percent. And you know my biggest, well, I think every day is like some nights it's a good night's sleep, sometimes it's not. We're we're dealing with the stresses of it. It's it's like one of those ebbing and flowing roller coaster ride that Mm. as a business owner that I'm on, and just trying to do what's right for you know the people that we're working for, but more importantly our employees and. You know getting them all the right protective gear uh, to protect them and to keep the spreading um, a lot of the job sites that we're on are essential just to keep things moving um, and people don't have all the answers and every day they get a new piece of information so you know people are scared so for us it's a matter of communicating with the employees a lot you know definitely getting them all the right protective equipment that they need uh, but having that communication uh, being human about it and then just hey, how are you dealing with it at home because you know There's the aspects of you got to do what you got to do to provide for your family And then there's the aspects of everybody's nervous at home uh, and, and trying to balance those things out. So it's a it's a new uh, world and you know and everybody out there I'm sure has their version of that and um, you know, luckily for me my family and and, and um, most of the people that we work with everyone's been healthy uh so we, we we try to balance it out but we get out there and we we do our job
1: you know and, and this uh sort of time to me uh really screams of being able to be nimble um i think more so than ever before we're being faced with uh you know tons of adversities uh but also a, a lot of uncertainty moving forward so in that uncertainty moving forward, we have to be nimble as to what comes at us. And uh, I think the, the ones that are most able to pivot, adjust, recalibrate um, will, you know, survive and thrive out of this, uh, you know, stronger than, than others that are kind of stuck. Would you agree?
2: Well, there's the aspect of being nimble and I 100% agree with that. And keeping an ear to the ground, so that way you can adjust, you know, to what's really coming at you. But one of the things that I don't believe in, this is not a time to reinvent yourself. Mm. This is not a time to go get into another trade uh, unless there's a lot of overlap to what you're doing now. Because I think a lot of time, you know, people, you know, think, hey, maybe I'm going to go start doing. Uh, a whole nother trade and and you 'll waste a lot of your resources and For me, this is a time for us to conserve cash. you know the cash that we have we have to preserve we have to put it towards projects and customers that are going to allow us to make gross profit because if we 're not making gross profit, then we can 't pay for the overhead we can 't pay for the salaries, and you know more importantly it 's who do you go work for that you can actually collect on the money that you 're going to put out there as, as a contracting is a construction type business we put gro- uh, money out there to go pay employees and material to go get some work done and then look to get paid and if we don't get paid or if they're not going to pay us fast enough it, it makes it more of a challenge so it's not the time to go risk going into a whole different trade or something that you know because most of the times that i've done a trade that i don't know the at the beginning i usually mess it up And usually when I mess it up, I have to redo it and it costs me more to redo it. And it's great to have that learning lesson when things are good and when we're fat and happy, and then we can work through some of those mistakes. But right now, every move counts, every dollar that you spend out there counts. So it's a matter of like, how do you focus on the things that you're really good? How do you employ all your great employees? How do you go work and go give extra attention to those customers? Uh, and and make sure that it's effective every time.
1: Yeah, I think the question is, are we uh, giving those clients more attention than ever before? And are we communicating? Are we having conversations with them? Do we understand their world as much as we need to in this time? And, you know, part of, uh, I love what you said, uh, you know, about obviously not going out reinventing yourself, um, you know, continuing to, get stronger in what you do do is to me critical right now is is really kind of doubling down on and leveraging the time that we have in the slowdown because you know if you're operating at at 60 capacity yes you've you've trimmed some fat obviously um uh, but we have to be also leveraging this time that we have to come out of this a stronger a better operation um uh, more strategic than we were when this all started yeah mm-hmm. well,
2: go ahead I, I, you said something at the beginning about communicating and that's probably one of the most important things in, in talking to our people it's like pick up the phone call your customers your customers may not have projects to give you but to be able to listen to them to know what's going on in their world is very different than i would say than most of our competition is doing right now Mm -hmm. i think everyone's running scared but if you can pause for a moment and just behave like a human being and pick up the phone and call people and say hey how are you doing how are things at home i I think goes a long way and letting people know that you're there for them because they've been there for you in the past i think that those are the things that makes for long-term relationships and makes for long-term success because otherwise they may not know you're there. They may think you're locked up in your house doing nothing rather than being available to go help them. So we've gotten on the phone and just call people and, and saying, hey, how, how are things? And the interesting thing for us, we had one of our clients that needed to make sure that they did not you know, shut down. So they actually asked for our help. And one of these phone calls, they said, hey, Jim, would you be able to give us your painters and your floor people to help us doing the cleaning? The cleaning person we have, is falling down and we can't risk it. And we're like, we'd be happy to do that. And, you know, it was the same people. They were coaching us through it. There was a very low risk and we were there supporting them. And that gave us the idea to now start calling all our other um, clients and asking them, hey, is there something we could help you with that as well? And yeah, you've, got, was a, you've been-
1: got a team of people. I mean, you've got a team of people behind you uh you know and and correct me if i'm wrong but you know in the neighborhood of 100 100 and change on your on your team i mean that's a that's a good size you know group of people spread out through what i understand to be six different states uh to be able to help people in this time of crisis so if you can you know get creative in a sense, without taking on a whole nother trade and becoming something you're not. But exactly. being able to help your client in this case is uh, is a brilliant move.
2: Yeah, it's opportunity. the same client, it's the same employees. And in a sense, we may not be making as much money, but I think it, we're doing the right thing for our customers. Um, and we're doing the right thing by our employees. Because again, we cut back. We probably would have been at only 50%. People working and here we were we were able to put some more people back to work so it was a it was a win-win and that almost like got us thinking to call other clients and, and offer the same services no one's really taken us up on it but at least we got to call and say hey if you need anything let us know we're here for you
1: now yeah, you planted some new seeds I love it um, you know during this time too um, you had mentioned earlier, about you know, a few times in our conversation so far, about you know how scared people are, and you know, I refer to the word as being fearful. So, um, you know, which which reminds me of the Warren Buffett quote of when everyone else is fearful, I get excited, and when everyone else is excited, I get fearful. Um, and everyone else is fearful right now. So, I do, I really do believe if we can shift mindset, if we can shift our belief to Um, find the opportunity in this when this all ends it's a pretty exciting opportunity for us to really become a better bigger player in the marketplace when you know the truth is uh, our competition is going to thin out a little through this that's unfortunate and i never want to see that happen but if it's going to happen i want to be a stronger player in that marketplace and take on some more market share when this whole thing's over the only way to do that is to come out of the stronger than I went in.
2: I, I agree. So it's a, what is it that we're doing? Are we preserving cash? Are we collecting faster? What is it that we're doing that will cause us, you know, to survive? And, I, you know, you're in one one in three boats. And um, going through the last recession, I, I was fortunate enough to hear Jim Collins speak. The author mm-hmm. of Good to Great. And, you know, as my wife says, you know, I have a man crush on him. But. <laughs> um just just reading his book and you know hearing him speak at an eo event you know he was saying you're in one of three categories right now either you're down and out you're just going to shut your business down and it, it stinks it's, it's going to happen it is what it is two you're in trouble but you're going to get through it you're going to survive and you know you're going to live to see another day or three you've been waiting for this opportunity to just capitalize on it and You know, for me, when I went through it in the 2009 recession, I was just like, wow, I was in Category 2. But I said, damn, next time I go through this, I want to be in Category 3 and capitalize on it. And I can't say that I'm 100% there, but I know I'm not the nervous mess that I was going through it in 2009. Um, I think there will be some opportunities. We're still in the first or second inning of this. So I don't think there's anything there for us to get too excited about. I think it's still about – you know, still preserving the core, doing the basics of our business, trimming the fat if there is anything, and, and, and staying hyper-focused. There will be, and I don't know if it's going to be six months, nine months, a year, two years from now, there will be some opportunities. Um, one of the early opportunities that we're seeing is it's easier to hire. We already started getting on the phones, placing ads. Because, you know, what was it, two, three months ago, we were all crying that we couldn't get the right help or enough help. And, you know, I could grow another million dollars if I only had, you know, four more painters. And those things, you know, have shifted on us now. So we started placing the ads. We're doing phone interviews. And I think coming next week, we're going to actually start doing, you know, the in-person interviews, you know, all the PPE, you know, you know protective equipment. But we're going to start paint tests because we have to get people to work.
1: You know, that's, you know, brilliant that we leverage, again, leverage this time. And this is where I refer back to the excitement. To me, that's exciting time when we can find people that we could never find before. We can build new relations with great skilled people that aren't typically available. If that's not exciting, I don't know what is. And moving forward, um, you know, leveraging those relationships, building those now, and whether or not they're even... You know full-time on your team or not because we may, we may we may not be able to employ them but we can certainly start developing some relationships so that when we come out of this you know we're ready to pull the trigger and, and engage with that person you know but this is where I think if we are if we're fearful and we're curled up in a corner waiting for things to happen and get better then none of this is going to have a benefit effect on us. We're not going to have a positive outcome as a result. Uh, And so, you know, we're really, really advocating that we look at this in such a way that um, when people are fearful, let's leverage this time to take advantage of what they are not. You know, and and that is massive, massive opportunity, even though it's not, you know, going to pat our bank accounts today. This isn't going to change, you know, what's happening right now, but what a time for it to, you know, have a massive impact on our bank accounts in, again, whatever length of time this is, three months, six months, nine months, a year. You know, nobody knows. And I, and I certainly don't have that crystal ball, but what I do know is if I sit on my ass in my hands and do nothing, um, I'm pretty sure of my outcome where if I, do not sit on my hands and sit on my ass. I will move forward in a way that I can start getting some, you know, momentum in my actions. Mm-hmm. So I've got to start taking some action and and I've seen way too many trades that, you know, what we deal with are really kind of curling up that are are not in conversation or not taking action or have, have have really shrunk, you know, in in whether it's fear or it's just You know feeling like there's nothing they can do about it I believe that's completely false Um, and we have to look at what the fuck can we be doing about it not what we can't be Um, you know in 2008 I'm glad you mentioned that like it's the same I went through uh, 2008 in our logistics business and in that year um, we dropped a couple of million dollars in revenue and the truth of the matter is um, I was sitting on my hands I was fearful And I was not taking action and I was waiting for things to get better. Um, and so we're urging people, please do not sit in your hands. Do not wait for things to get better. Take the actions that you can. Those actions may not pay today, uh, but they certainly are going to pave the way for a much better, stronger team and business coming out of this thing. So, um, you know, we're, we're talking about things like, um, you know looking at at your current marketing or the marketing that you were doing before can you be looking at how to improve? Content so that you can create a bank of great content coming out of this What about uh, a shock and wow sales package that didn't exist before that you get you have the time to produce something like this? Today it doesn't take a whole lot of dollars. It just takes a whole lot of time and effort to put something like this together um, and you know, so we're helping people through actually our Facebook group. And I should mention, you know, if, if anybody listening wants to join our Facebook group and get a whole lot of free content right now and and figure out, we'll be giving you everything that I didn't do in 2008 to make a difference in my business, where if you Don't want that same outcome and result that I achieved, which was a drop in, you know, $2 million drop in revenue. Um, We can do this much better, much faster by taking the right actions now to come out of this far stronger. So join our Facebook group if you want to. It's ContractorsBusinessGroup.com. Go to ContractorsBusinessGroup.com. It's it's free, there's a ton of free content. We realize right now, again, you said, Jim, uh, we need to, you know manage cash we need to uh, i forget your words to um keep cash hold cash uh you know HBP, secure it
2: you you name it you know but there's something else that you said there because one it's interesting we're really talking about how do we get through this recession that's really what it's about there's been something that happened there and i don't know if you guys have a mud season up up where you're at but it's almost like now is like when you're doing all the work and Funny thing is, like this past weekend, I planted 105 Christmas tree with my daughter and and son and 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 wife, and it was a lot of work. But I won't see the fruits of that labor for 10 years from now. And you know, hopefully, with all the work that we're doing now, wow, interesting metaphor this yeah. recession yeah. that you know we're gonna get the return faster. But what are those things? What are those seeds that we have to plant? And I tell you, going through the the previous recession, it was really Making those, you know, back then I could do face-to-face conversations, but people would look at us and like, you know, hey, thanks for coming and visiting and seeing us, but we have no work to give you. We're like, yeah, we get it. It's okay. We don't have any work either, but we just thought we'd come out and reach out. And it was those action steps that built some bridges for us because as soon as it started turning, they thought of us because we were there. We were knocking on their door, and we just behave like a human being, we just related to them. And I think there are some versions of how do you plant seeds, whether it's your marketing campaign, your client. Exactly. You gotta go find those ways to be able to stay in action so people know that you're there, you're there as a resource to them, you're there to be able to help them out and they're always thinking of you. Because if you, if you do nothing, people will think you shut down. Right. You know, they're gonna make up the story.
1: And, and the truth is, uh, unless you plan on packing it in, you might as well do something
2: exactly
1: (laughs) like seriously and 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 i think knowing what those some things are to do is what we're here to do to provide and so again we're filling that group full of of the right things to be doing right now so that you can get out of this and not end up with the results that i had uh, Mm -hmm. which is terrible and so moving forward um i think that uh you know you've got some brilliant insights about that. You just mentioned, uh, are, are you guys looking at your marketing at your planting those seeds? Cause I love the whole, um, you know, look at the metaphor of what we should be doing right now is planting Christmas trees and thank God we're not planting. <laughs> you know, seriously, in a sense, right? We're, thank God we're not planting Oak trees. Cause that'd take a yeah. like hundred years, um, <laughs> to see those fruits. But you know, the truth is the seeds that we plant today, um, literally could provide fruit in three months, in, in two months, in six months, whatever that is. Uh, but I'm telling you the ones that do not plant any seeds will not have any trees,
2: mm-hmm.
1: will not mm-hmm. have any results at all. So, you know, this is where I think we have to get out of this, this mindset of, of feeling stuck and, sure. and just saying, I don't, you know what, I can't do anything about it. There's nothing I can do. And and start complaining because heard a lot of complaining about you know how long this is going to be and it it's you know poor poor us and you know and it's like hey we're all in the same boat but let's take the action that we can um and so any other actions like i know you guys uh you know even in in a hiring mode right now or or looking to talk to the right people is extraordinary
2: yeah, the other thing that I that I just thought of as you were saying marketing, because again, if you're not marketing, no one knows you're there. Um, that we just started a pilot program because you know we do all the SEO stuff, we do all the Google pay per click and, sure. and all that stuff. But one of the other things that we're looking at is advertising on LinkedIn, hmm. and because LinkedIn for us, because we're a, a big B 2 B, and what we're doing now is we're we're taking a pool of some contacts that we have. Uh, In-house that we've gotten revenue from so we call them check writers and looking at the check writers And now what we're doing is we're looking to take that pool of check writers And then go over to LinkedIn and say hey, can you clone these and instead of giving me a hundred that I gave you Can you give me two thousand and can I go hit them with my content and even though it's a I have to go pay for it it's a very hyper-focused uh advertising you know since i i guess some people on that do residential work probably do this on facebook you Mm -hmm. know boosting their ads or paying for that so that works But if they don't they should be yeah exactly you know because that's really where there's there's money you know we're making uh video content we found that uh the customers seeing video of us you know it just it resonates so we've been making more content on videos and you know just keep picking away at it so Again, we're piloting things. We don't want to go spend a ton of money on it until we know it's going to work. Uh, But we are in that action. because you haven't stopped altogether. Haven't stopped. You know, you haven't pulled the reins
1: in on it. In fact, you're getting more creative with it. Correct. And uh, and that's what, you know, really advocating everyone to be doing, you know, get creative with what you can be doing. Do more, you know, DIY content. You know, there's no reason why we can't be doing that. Um, You know, uh, a handful of months ago, uh, we were talking about a uh, podcast that you were uh, launching or not necessarily launching at the time, but starting to investigate, you know, how you were going to start rolling that out. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that's currently happening? But um, that that
2: had longer, uh, more that we because it was so much in the initial phases that we put a pause on it. We're not stopping it, but we just put a pause on it for now because there's so many other things for us to do. Uh, we're looking for areas to cut costs, uh, so that way we can put them into the things that will give us some, sure. uh, you know, short-term or mid-term results. And one
1: is, and and the reason I bring that up is, um, we've been talking to a, a lot of our clients, and then and also, you know, um, doing some trainings and teaching again for free right now because everything we're trying to do is is free. Again, building for us is just you know building a a bigger following during this time we're not looking for people's cash because we know cash reserves are critical right now for your businesses so um we're just finding ways to help people you know uh, do the right things right now so uh, to me if if we're on slowdown shutdowns and and here we are you know construction sites we're based in toronto canada here um, uh, construction sites are active if they were already in motion and nothing new, you know, new per, per, no new permits are being issued. So there's still work happening. And, but again, everyone's at, you know, a, a percentage dialed back capacity. So, um, we are much lower than we normally are. And mm-hmm. when we're in that type of time, we're advocating to, you know, record conversations that are, bloggable so content that your clients are interested in record conversations that you're having with either you know teammates or employees um, you know uh, you and I doing this we're really just having a conversation recording it and and then putting it up as a podcast Uh, what we're what we're suggesting to do is have more of those conversations and do that in such a way that you can give that to a writer or You know, right now there's a lot of people that aren't working that are probably real good at writing that would help Mm -hmm. you, um, you know, take that content and turn it into blogs for your website. And then so recycling and reusing content, but what better time than when we're slow to actually create it, which we never have time to do that when we're busy as hell, right?
2: Yep. One of the things that we're also doing right now where we have the extra time is putting the time and effort into the training. Uh, so I love we it. Had, yes. It started the training program and we hired someone like um, Elance, which is now what Upwork. So we hired someone from Upwork to be able to put together a training program for us. And we kicked it off, really? you know, in the, in the thick of it, we had to pause for a couple of weeks in there, but we're back on track and we have our best guys still working right now. And if we can support them in their career growth right now, that's what we're doing. So they're helping us, all our key uh, guys and, and gals are actually part of this, how do we grow this training program? And that way we can just continue to grow our field. One of the things I love to do is to take someone that has worked for us in the field and have, and watch their career growth to the point that they get to come into the office and grow into an operations role, grow into a sales role. And, And we have several examples of it, but I want more. I want, I want to see how I can actually bring someone in at an entry level, get them started in the field and then watch their career grow up in which they can turn in and run a book of business or, run an operations team in, in, in one of the southern states
1: Yeah. so are you referring to that that growth and that movement of that person in terms of creating a training system that would actually develop them from one step and stage to the next to the next to the next
2: yes in the big picture but right now we're taking um, one of the earlier steps to just teach them the trade teach them the math of the trade and i think a lot of times in our world that we're sending people out with a bucket of paint and go oh. put it on Rather than, hey, let me explain to you what square footage is. Let me explain to you what, you know, how do you come up with square footage? What's the perimeter? And and maybe some basic things that they might have skipped over or have forgotten since they went to school. Um, But we're putting that back into them to just empower them to think about their trade as a craft and to grow themselves. And and these guys have not had anybody invest in them like that. They've worked for other people that just want them to paint. And, well, Mm. we want more out of them. And what I found, and I've been able to grow my business is, one, I had to invest in myself, always be learning and growing. But, you know, probably about maybe 10 years ago, even more recently, I put even more time into it, that I realized that I can't just be growing myself. I need to find the key people and grow them. And then I realized, like, wow, we can only grow as a company as if we're investing in ourselves and our people. And then that's really what's helped make the biggest difference for us to be able to go from... Look, I started from nothing uh, with my dad, you know, doing this as a moonlight light work to now we're in the, you know, mid $20 million range of just doing painting, right, and flooring. And it was just something that it, it had to be from all these other people that we were investing in. And I was fortunate to be surrounded by all these great people, but uh, a lot of investing in myself and a lot of investing in them has helped us pay it off. And we've, we've been able to grow the business, but we still operate like a family.
1: I love it. Yeah, the training training systems, I think, is got to be one of the most overlooked, underrated pieces of most trade businesses that are firing people out into the field as fast as they can because they've thought about hiring way too late. So we then start chasing, you know, whoever we can find to get because we, can't, we don't have a system for finding the right people long before we need them. So then, and then we're behind the eight ball and we got to get them out in the field producing because we've got so much work, but we haven't trained them at all. Mm -hmm. And and then we get pissed off because they're not, uh, you know, operating at the level we want. And then we just say, fuck, there's no good people, you know, (laughs) instead of looking, uh, you know, looking in the mirror as to why our staff isn't operating at the level that we want them to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, in terms of, uh, training systems, are you improving training systems right now? Are you creating new? Are you, like, how are you uh, adjusting training systems during this time? Because to me, if you haven't started, now's a hell of a good time to start looking at it during this time while we're in a slowdown. Um, But it's also a time to either revamp it or improve it.
2: I think what we're doing is we're formalizing it because I think we've had a lot of tribal learning. We've had a lot of, we know who the guys are that are good at creating foreman and foreman is probably the key thing like the more foreman we have the more jobs that we can actually operate under and that's been one of our you know blocks to growth and we know how to do it but we're now we're putting it into a more formal setting and we're actually doing it full loop to get feedback from them of like hey what worked what didn't work and then we're you know improving that training as we go along and again we're paying someone that's uh knows their stuff has put in formal training programs before and you know me and a couple of the other ops managers did an ad hoc one you know a couple summers ago and we were thoroughly impressed with the engagement that we got from the employees right. they couldn't believe that we would take the time to invest in their career growth and in their knowledge and they had a certain view of our trade or our industry and we opened up the rise to a whole nother thing I don't know if you've ever seen it but one of the things that we've had in the past is the conflict between the field guys And the office guys and always thinking that the the salesman or the estimator never gave them enough hours in their budget to get the job done.
1: Sure. Happens all the time. Through
2: through doing one of these training courses, it was eight weeks through the summer that we were able to show them what the estimate estimator gave them for production rates, what the estimator gave them for hours, all the money. And they were like, Oh wow, I guess he did give me enough time. You Mm. know, he did give me enough money to be able to get this job done on budget. And now we got them to think about their job in a different way rather than, you know, the estimator or the salesperson was their scapegoat.
0: they right.
2: like, well, that's why the job didn't come in. Now at least they can look in the mirror. They can look for other ways to make sure that production stays on track, to preserve, you know, any expenses that they might, and those things. So it was a good step in the right direction. And now we're trying to formalize that initial training that we had done.
1: Love it, Jim. That's great. Um, going back a couple of years ago, you did an ad hoc, uh, program. And, and if, you know, looking back even further than that, um, if you hadn't done any training, maybe up to that point, uh, knowing what you know now, do you wish the hell you had have done it far sooner?
2: Um, and, and the reason
1: I asked that is for, you know, of course, you know, listeners out there is, is no matter where they're at at different points and parts of their business and, and, uh, you know, whether in the beginning or or adolescent stages of their of their business is that, um, I believe training needs to be at least considered and, and started to put together in an ad hoc way you know sooner than later because uh, you know we, we've just got to be operating similarly and consistently
2: mm-hmm and, and I think that's why we're investing in it now as a program rather than the ad hoc we were always doing it ad hoc you know I remember like at one point my dad had to teach me how to paint and then I thought I knew how to paint and he sent me out on one of the jobs and I sprayed out the job it was my first time using the sprayer sprayed out the whole thing thought I did a great job <laughs> came back the next day and realized that I wasn't overlapping as I was uh, spraying the wall and the walls looked like a zebra you know was painted <laughs> on the wall and so it was that was the tribal learning and not everybody has that opportunity to go make that mistake and to learn from it but what we realized was that there was a lot of leaders that we had out in the field that took the time with some guys. And what we did is we looked at that tribal learning and then said, okay, how do we enhance that? How do we continue that? How do we support that? But it was more around, you know, putting more of the professional stuff that I was taught later in my career in which, hey, how do I do a real estimate, right? I I used to, I have paid You know hundreds of thousands of dollars to consultants to trainings and some of those trainings I need to bring back you know to the field and to be able to share that stuff and it's a matter of now how do we take it from we were a 1 million dollar company and now we're a 25 million dollar company and be able to train all that many more people efficiently and consistently and that's what we're trying to do it the training was always there but it was just not as um, standardized yeah,
1: and I think you you know as you grow, obviously you're forced to handle things differently at every new level of the game, um, and and you know I guess a lot of businesses, the truth of the matter is where they get stuck is they don't evolve in the in the game as the game's evolving on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if if that makes sense, I think it does.
2: Um, well, our craft, you know, sometimes you can find some trade schools that will teach our craft, and but it's it's few and far between. Uh, I did recently meet a plumber who was sharing with me that he goes to the local vocational school. Um, One, he's on their local board to help the vocational school, but two, he's in touch with all the teachers that are there and he gets every spring, you know, he hires a bunch of kids that come out of there and he has some of the best um, plumbers that I've ever met. And I'm impressed with how well he mentors them. Um, be even from the basic thing of talking to them about, hey, taking care of your tools. These are your tools. These are your livelihood. And it brought me back to like, you know, when I was a kid and, and my father didn't actually share those words, but I could see my father with his his tools and how he would take care of them and and thinking about that. And it makes a difference. It leaves an impression on kids. And, and maybe there's more and more kids coming into the trades these days, but at one point in time, they weren't. And, but they need that level of mentorship, whether it's from, you know, that person, myself, or even some of our field leaders, um, that one-on-one mentoring and coaching.
1: And if, if, if I'm correct about who the plumbing business is, and we can talk about this briefly, um, I'm assuming it's Bilo. Correct. You know, so Bilo, plumbing and heating, um, and, what and the reason i i want to bring up that name is um because i've gotten to know them through you of course so thank you for that um but their training and their system and how they bring these guys up uh, you know you nailed it is such a you know their business is built on you know doing this in a way that is so effective that the work that they produce um they they call it the bylaw way and so I think this is important to talk about when we talk about training just quickly is that the interesting thing is when, when anyone looks at the work that they do on installations. So if they do a full installation, um, in a new home, um, then, and you look at their work, you can tell it's a BILO job. And the reason you can tell it's a BILO job is because they're doing it the BILO way. And so every job that they do is consistent it's the same and there is a bylaw way and and these guys are being taught right out of school if they stay with them long enough um you know uh, it's 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 brilliant and it works and we should all be doing it it's just we don't really find the time and the capacity to to accomplish and implement what uh, what they've been able to do
2: yeah it's, it's interesting have you seen one of their uh they're mechanical rooms, and it looks like literally if, it, if you take a picture of all the, the pumps and the pipes and the, and the burners and everything in a row, it literally seems like, you know, it's art. art. It's, it's art. art. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo.
1: <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, uh, for listeners out there, consider the work that you do as your work art. is. Do you have a insert your name way? Uh, about how you do jobs and, and your job sites and how are they run and how are the people train and how do they show up and how are their vans, you know, uh, are, they, are they filled with the right inventory and organized properly? Are they clean? There's so many elements to to this package. And, and again, right now to me is a great time to start cleaning up maybe the messes that we typically have in our business um, to again, if nothing else, just coming out of this in a, in a cleaner, more organized, ready fashion to take on, you know, more business and grow. So, um, as always, Jim, um, love to do this for another hour or two uh, to, to two, but, um, we've got to wrap up at some point. Um, you know, a couple of, uh, one or two just quick insights, um, about, you know, if you were suggesting to, um, you know, a, a trade, a renovator, uh, a home builder during COVID nineteen here. Um, what could they be doing? To um, what's what's maybe the the number one needle mover that you would suggest? And uh, and I'll wrap up with one as well.
2: Well, I've always felt that talking to your customer is the most important thing, and it, it should be for more than just getting business from them. And I think reaching out mm-hmm. and connecting with your customers and. Connecting with your employees because I think that connection goes a long way. You know, show me you care, right? And and I'll, I'll follow you anywhere. And, and that's the important thing. But I, I do think that this could be a time for cleaning up, mm-hmm. right? Um. So that might be a subset to that. Uh. Or but don't hide. I think sometimes it, this is not a time to go hide in your lab to go figure things out or to go clean your lab. I think you need to spend more of your time on that front line, uh, talking to your employees talking to your customers, whether they have work to give you or not, because I think that is the biggest um, make or break for once we come out of it. And it, we're going to come out of it, right? It's, it, it's going to flip the other way. No one knows, you know, what inning we're in right now, but it's definitely on the early, early inning side of it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. You're one um, thing. It, for for me, I would say it's, uh, um, well, you know, a few quick things. There's so many things where we'll, I'll, I'll wrap with three quick ones is, I think the training is critical. Uh, I think you know we won't go deeper onto the training than we've already covered, but um, you know really focusing on training and having your having your team stronger uh, during this time is is you know uh, would be a brilliant thing to be focused on. Um, the other to me is the the marketing and sales side because we really want to come out of this um, marketing in a way that we're attracting the right clients that are looking to do work with a smaller pool of people that will exist. And so let's uh, take advantage of that. And then in follow-up to that, from the sales side of things, let's be able to convert more of those leads by really creating a what we're referring to as a shock and wow sales package that makes a difference. And you know, within that package, um, and this is a digital package that, that you, know, you would send prior to meeting with a new client to shock and wow them on who you are, how you operate, what they can expect from your business. Short video from you, the owner. Um, you know, an introduction to your team. Who are the key players? Uh, your uh, unique process. How you operate, and and ultimately um, just just wow them in the process of uh, of prior to meeting to, meeting with you, so that it makes the the whole job, the whole expert positioning. Uh, thing that we've talked about on other podcasts um, just come you know through and through before they even meet um, so those are some of the things that that i would suggest uh, great uh, again great gems great content great insights always fabulous conversation man i appreciate your time again
2: no my pleasure i enjoy the time we spent together and uh go get them cheers jim cheers keep safe bye now
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast and would like to learn more about how to get off the hamster wheel of your business, visit us at fulllevelcoach.com forward slash learn more. You can access tools that will help you enjoy more time, money, and freedom in your own business. You can also book a strategy session with our owner and entrepreneur, Randy Stanbury. Thanks for listening.